everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and my guest this week is Chelsea Boris with Grow Wabash County. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm good. Did I get your last name right? You definitely did. It's it's a tricky one, so but y- you nailed it. We were moments away from catastrophe. Moments I had away. No idea how to <laughs> until you corrected me moments ago. So thank you for that. So you and I have something in common that we've talked about before, but not for public consumption, and that is our common growing up in Massachusetts. So That's tell right. me where you grew up and how did you end up in Wabash, Indiana? Absolutely. Uh, so I grew up on Cape Cod, yep. uh, just over the bridge in Bourne, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, lived there since I was about three years old. So grew up there rooting for the Red Sox, the New England Patriots, the Celtics, all that good stuff. I went to college at Roger Williams University in mm-hmm. Bristol, Rhode Island, again, yep. New England. Yep. And after graduation, I wanted to start my journalism degree. Yep. I had I had a journalism degree, and I wanted to start my career. I wanted a, a full-time gig, not yep. just side hustles. Yep. So I applied for jobs with Reckless Abandon, and one of the ones that ended up offering to me was uh, the Wabash Plain Dealer in Wabash, Indiana, right okay. here in Northeast Indiana. And kind of did the math, kind of thought about some stuff, and ultimately I decided I'd never been to the Midwest before, and I thought— Now's as good a time as any. I can always come back home. So a week after I graduated college, I packed up my car and my dad's truck and moved out to Wabash, Indiana, which is where I still am today. Wow. So did you do that on your own? Yes. Okay. Wow. And did you know anyone in Wabash, Indiana? I knew absolutely no. The only one I semi-knew was my was my editor, Eric, who had hired me. And even that was very, very yeah. basic. So I didn't know anyone. No one in my family has ever lived off of New England. So we moved out here. I moved out here and just started my journalism career. Wow. So you and I, very similar, except you're a, you're way more brave than me. <laughs> because I, so I did it when I was 24. Same story, had never, had no real idea where I was going, but I came here with someone who was from Indiana. So it was like, okay, I have a little bit of a safety net, but I, and I tell people, I'm curious to hear what your experience was because I told people then, and I think I believed it then, but I certainly believe it now that even if it had had, if I had failed, it would have been the best thing I ever did just to try something different. Same for you? Absolutely. Um, I gave myself a year. I said I couldn't chicken out for a year. I had a yep. year lease in my apartment. And if after a year I hated it, I could hightail it back to Massachusetts, stay at home for a little while. But there's something there's something about Indiana, and I'm sure you've, you've noticed this as well, especially Northeast Indiana. There's something special that, that sticks with you. Even if I had left, I think I would have still thought a lot about Wabash in Northeast Indiana. So um, ultimately, it kind of kind of stuck with me, and I stuck around. Yeah, well, what I like about it is, and I always sum it up in a word, the word to me is accessibility. Yes. It's, I can get places faster. You know, work now is literally four minutes away from my home. I can get to people more easily. There's two degrees of separation. And I'm sure in Wabash, maybe it's one and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's the accessibility of things like discretionary income. You know, when I was living in, I lived right outside of Boston after college, and it was expensive. Oh, yes. And now, you know, when I moved out here, I was able to go back to school a couple times and do things that I don't think would have been possible. There's, There's nothing wrong with staying close to home, but for me, I think to realize my potential, I had to move away. And what, you know, there's a lot of things I like about this part of the world, but I think it's that accessibility that's made it a good experience for me. 
absolutely. And I always say it was probably easier for someone from the New England, Boston area to move to Indiana than vice versa, because people out here are so welcoming, uh, especially in journalism. Everyone wanted to talk to the new reporter. Uh, so it was very easy to get connected with those important people, the superintendents, the city councilmen, where in a different in a different state, a different area, it might be a little bit tougher to reach those people. But in, in Indiana, you know, you say hi to the mayor at lunch. And, yeah. you know, it's that accessibility, again, that helps you really get enmeshed in the community. So it it was really easy to get connected. Yeah, and it's funny that you use that example because the analogy that I always use is I tell people, you know, it's not because I'm anyone special. I think mm-hmm. he does this for everyone. But there have been multiple occasions when I've been going to a restaurant or to somewhere like the Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne, and the mayor has opened the door for me Yeah, just because that's kind of who he is. In Boston, there were people whose full-time job was to keep people like me away from Away from them, yeah. So it's just a very different approach to to that. So, all right, so you grow up on Cape Cod. You go to Roger Williams. You're thinking journalism is is what you want to do. What inspired that? What got you into that career path initially? I love stories. I was a nosy kid growing up. Um, I, I learned French so that I could figure out what my parents were saying because they um, they would speak French when they wanted to keep secrets. I was a nosy kid. So I wanted to know people's stories and I wanted to be that person that had the insight or had the inside scoop. I just wanted to be that person. And I, I thought, like many people in journalism, I thought stories can change the world and they do. Yeah. So I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of those change making stories and just knowing more people and things and experiences that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise. Okay. So were your parents from France or did no, they just, no, no. just fluent in French? Um, so my, I, my family uh, grew up in Northern Maine. My mom, Acadian French, she crossed a bridge and you were uh-huh. in Canada up okay. in uh, the Aroostook County area. So French was as, as much a part of the life as, as English. So when I was growing up, learned a lot, little, learned a little bit of French every now and then, and then I studied it in college. All right. Okay. So you want to, you want to help people tell their story stories or tell stories. Journalism is an entree onto that. And one of the places you worked was Greater Fort Wayne Business Weekly. That's correct. And I think you and I occasionally, you may have interviewed me for a story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We, we've definitely crossed paths. Uh, you have a column that usually pops up at least once or twice a month, if not more, yeah. in the Business Weekly. So I recognized um, I recognized you very much so when we ended up chatting at Gorallabash County later on. But yes, I did work at Business Weekly for a while, and that was a great experience. Again, getting to know a little bit outside of Wabash. I'd really gotten to know Wabash well and kind of expanding. And I think it really just helped me get into that business mindset, starting to think about those things, which I think ultimately helped me uh, when I transitioned into my role at Gorallabash County. Okay, so... When you're at, I'm going to take it back a step. So when you're at the Plain Dealer, which, by the way, is a great name for it. Yes. Paper. So you're at the Wabash Plain Dealer. Yeah. What Do you have a specific area that you're covering? Is it business? Is it local? Is it sports? Is it a combination of things? Um, so there were three people in our office, so we okay. kind of did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I did specialize in a lot of the education stuff. I did cover uh, a lot of the school board things, uh, but really anything and everything went. Uh, I remember I'd been here three or four months, and it was during the Wabash County 4-H Fair in 2016, and my editor called me and said, hey, uh, a truck full of pigs just rolled <laughs> over by Brant's Harley-Davidson. Uh, we're going to need you to cover that. And of course, me from, you know, Cape Cod, this is never something that happens. Yeah. So really, I got a whole lot of different stuff. I did learn that I did. I was really passionate about the education and business side of things. So it definitely really helped shape me. But I did a whole lot of everything, whatever was needed. Okay. So you went from the Plain Dealer to Greater Fort Wayne Business Weekly. Yes, I did. 
And then you had a break in between, and then you went back to Business Weekly? Is that correct? Yes. So I ended up uh, writing for one of the other KPC papers in yeah. Whitley County for okay. about six months. Okay. Um, they were just moving some staff around, and they yeah. wanted to make sure I was still in the loop. So I did do um, go back to some community news reporting in okay. Whitley County for a little bit uh, before going back to Greater Fort Wayne Business Weekly. So it was kind of just—it was almost like a little— um, like a little break, going back to my roots and then being back on the business side again. Okay, so same parent company, just a different Yes, location. yeah, just moved around a bit. And were you living in Wabash the whole time? Yes. Okay. I, I stuck with Wabash. So did you go right from Second Standard Business Weekly to grow Wabash County? Yes. Okay, so what what instigated that change? Sure. Um Again, loving the idea of stories, but also just kind of wondering. I, I was starting to write some of the same stories, and every day kind of started to blend into each other. So I started just wondering, I wonder if there's another way for me to use these skills, this gift I have, um, in a different way, in maybe a way that's a little bit more localized or impactful. Um, so I kind of just started looking around, seeing if there were other options for ways to still use writing and communication and Lo and behold, in my own little town, uh, Wabash County was opening up a new position. And I just, I love Wabash County. That's why I stuck around even when I was working up here. So I thought, this is it. You know, I love Wabash County. I really think I can use my skills to give something back to Wabash County, which had already given me so much in the four or five years I'd lived here. Awesome. So let's talk about Grow Wabash County for those who are unfamiliar with that entity. It would have been called years ago a Chamber of Commerce, correct? Yes. Right? So how has that evolved, and what is the organization charged with today? Sure. So Grow Wabash County is actually the Chamber of Commerce and the Economic Development Group of Wabash County. They merged in 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were kind of working on—they already had a shared position. They already had a shared office. Uh, They were working with a lot of the same people. So in 2017, they started that conversation of melding them together. So we— We do a whole lot in Wabash County. We revolve around five pillars of service, um, investor services, entrepreneurship, workforce development, business development, and livability. And that covers a lot of ground. Uh, We do everything from working with businesses internationally and domestic to uh, take a look at Wabash County if they're looking to expand or relocate, sort of that they call it chasing smokestacks sort of idea, mm-hmm. um, but also building the commu- the business community from within with entrepreneurship. Uh, we've got entrepreneurship all the way down to our middle school and high school students, all the way up to, um, you know, adults. And we just... Uh, we we often joke that we probably need to say no more than we uh, than we normally do because we love Wabash County. Me, Keith, and Tennille, um, who are the three of us in the office, we we love Wabash County and we love the thought of growing a prosperous Wabash County. That is actually our mission statement. Uh, so if there's an opportunity and we have a little bit of room in our calendar, we usually try to jump in. So uh, we do run the Leadership Development Wabash County program, which you have uh, gracefully, graciously been a part of. Well, thanks. You guys are awesome to work with, and I love doing it, so thank you. It was a good time. And we also provide a lot of the chamber services that a lot of businesses still like. We have a small business um, advisor that comes in, Wesley Shy, if you know him. Mm -hmm. Um, So he comes in every so often, and we'll talk with people that are just starting on their business, maybe wanting to change something about their business. Um, we do a lot of the events that have been really popular with the chamber. We had our annual dinner celebration a couple of weeks ago, um, which was a really great turnout. We celebrate business of the year, volunteer of the year, and we kept the tradition of the distinguished citizen of the year. 
Year, mm -hmm. which is a top secret award. No one knows. No one even knows who's on the committee to choose it. So oh. they were, a lot of people really worried when we merged that those things would go away. But we've really committed to keeping those. Uh, we do a Sleep to Agriculture in March, our Honor Student Luncheon. So we we really do a whole, whole lot of things just to... Um, promote Wabash County to business outside of the region, but also elevating those businesses within Wabash County to be as best as they can. Okay. So again, you're part of a small staff. Yes. As you seem to have been throughout most of your career. Yes. So what is your role at Grow Wabash County? You've alluded to some of it, but tell us your title and what that actually looks like in real life. Sure. So I am the project manager for marketing and events. Mm -hmm. uh, so any communication that comes out of our office, whether it be a press release, social media, Really, anything, if it's written, uh, goes through me or is usually written by me. Uh, I also, again, run a lot of those events through the chamber. But as a project manager in a three-man office, three-person office, it's it, a lot of other stuff kind of comes my way. Hey, can you sit on, on this committee or this meeting? So uh, project manager is a pretty catch-all catch name, and I, I get a little bit of everything, which is nice. All right. And you're also kind of living the mission, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're involved in a young leaders program. Yes. That is a product of Grow Wabash County. Do I have that right? Yes. So uh, it's called the Young Professionals of Wabash County, yeah. and it is um, um, an umbrella sort of underneath the umbrella of Grow Wabash County. And it's it's basically what it sounds like. Um, I know when I personally moved here, didn't know anyone. I thought I was the only one here that was t age 21 or, or older yeah. or in that age range. I just didn't know many people yeah. my age, and it was really tough to connect. Mm -hmm. So we started creating that network, um, inviting people from all the different places because we know we're out there, and giving them a, a space to connect with each other. We'll do social events, just meetups for coffee or after work. Um, we'll do educational events, uh, things that we call adulting 101, things mm -hmm. like how to buy a home or yeah. um, how to do your taxes or why it's important to start saving for retirement now. Um, and we also do a lot of service stuff as well. We work with Blessings in a Backpack, um, Wabash County United Fund. Uh, we actually have an event tomorrow with the Babe of Wabash County. Okay. So our thought process behind the young professionals is a big thing in Wabash County that we've been talking a lot about. And it's, it's a regional thing is population growth. Yep. So our, our thought is if we get these young professionals connected, um, they're less likely to leave if they have all these things like, I can't leave. I'm super involved with yeah. Babe of Wabash County or I can't leave. I've made all these friends. So we're trying to make it easier for people to want to stay here instead of staying for a year, going back to the familiar, yeah. making it bringing, giving them a network to, to rely on. Yeah. Well, I think that's critically important. A lot of people think, you know, a job is enough of a hook to keep people in one place. And if we found out anything in the last few months, it's, that, it's absolutely not. Uh, yeah. People, people are pretty mobile if they don't have an incentive to stay in a community. And it's ultimately people that connect people to a community one way or the other. Absolutely. So tell me, you just finished some really big stuff, but what are you looking forward to? What are some of the things on the horizon that are taken up your headspace, that are taking up your calendar, that are keeping you up at night, that are getting you excited, maybe all of those things. Yes, absolutely. Um, going back to the population growth, uh, this has been an 18-month process. Uh, Grow Abash County with the Community Foundation and a lot of community and municipal partners have been working on the Imagine 185 initiative, okay. which is basically finding out the reasons why our population has been declining since 19, I think it was 1978, 1980. Our population has been declining in, in Wabash County and finding the reasons why people have left and how we can have 
uh, people not only come to Wabash County, attract that talent, but retaining that talent, uh, the young families, the uh, the young professionals that are just starting out, the entrepreneurs. Um, so we have been, for the last 18 months, even despite the pandemic, been collecting feedback, meeting with stakeholders to get their ideas. We even talked to a, a an elementary school class in Manchester mm. about what they wanted to see yeah. when they grew up in Wabash County. And we've put all those ideas together into a comprehensive countywide strategic plan, which is a once in a generation thing. Uh, So basically this plan will be adopted by the county and it's sort of an understanding of moving forward. All of our, you know, all of us are moving in one direction to how can we help grow Wabash County, how we can make it prosper, how we can make it a place, the place uh, for people who want to live in sort of the example of small town America. So that's been on the horizon. We've got a solid draft of the plan, and now it's kind of rolling it out a little bit more, talking with those key stakeholders to make sure that they are bought in. Um, so we're we're really excited about that. And then on the other end, because we, we never like a little downtime, uh, we've been working a lot on workforce development, especially right now with the demand for workers. We have been rolling out workforce training classes and CNC and welding and all those things that our businesses and companies are saying, we need these people. If you can get these people trained, mm-hmm. we will hire them. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I have to give props to Tennille in our office for that. She has been the absolute champion rock star for this. But so those two big things are really the two that we've been working on right now. But Every day is every day is different. So the the Imagine 185. Where's that name come from? So Imagine 185. Uh, 85 comes from our county number. Okay. It's 80. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 85. So okay. it's imagining a single 85. And actually, funny enough, through our research, um, we've been working with a company out of Columbus, Ohio, named Planning Next. They actually d- said that if we wanted to reverse the population loss that we've had um, in the next 25 years, if we actually add. 85 or more households to Wabash County each year, then we will have recouped all of that population loss. So it was really funny how that kind of all came together. But yeah, so it's taken on a new meaning since then. Well, it is an interesting part of the state because you've got almost like two county seats. You've got Wabash, which of course is the county seat. Yes. But then you've got Manchester, which has the college. And you could see where there's maybe some, not not contentious, but division where, you know, there's there's things that people are proud about in their own communities, which kind of keeps them separate. Is that a real thing? Do you see those challenges with a county that has multiple things going on all at once? Uh, actually, not really. We've actually had some incredible support from Adam Penrod, who's the town manager, and the whole town of North Manchester community has really bought into it. Um, and there have been quite a few conversations with Manchester University to get them enmeshed. So um, where there could have been challenges of, well, we're, you know, we're doing our thing. You guys can do your thing. They have definitely jumped in both feet. They are some of the earliest ones saying, yeah, we're, we're one county together. Let's find out how we can bring all of this together and make all of us, all of us grow a rising tide, raising all ships. Well, that's great. Well, that's awesome. And, and it is good to, for you to give a shout out to Tennille because she is great, as I mentioned. And Keith is a great guy too. He came from the economic development side. Do I have that right? Yes, he did. So he, um, he grew up in Noble County, so he is a Northeast yeah. Indiana um, native. And yes, he has done economic development in LaGrange. Um, I believe he was with Okra for a little bit. But yes, he has been in the economic development background. And he had come in as the new economic development director for mm-hmm. Wabash County uh, 
uh, after Bill Kanye had had yep. left. Uh, so yes, he was the economic development person at the time and was really key in that merger for Girl Abash County. So he kind of saw it through that merger and he's still there today. And yes, he is the driving force behind everything we do. So he's been a huge part in this. All right. So we're going to pivot Chelsea to what I call the speed round of the show, where I ask you three questions that are similar to some of the things we talked about. I'm actually going to throw you a curveball with one of them <laughs> and talk about something a little different. But uh, be as concise as you want. You can be expansive. It's not necessary that you answer them concisely. It's just a tricky way of me revisiting some of the stuff that I think is interesting. So let's talk about career path. You have made a change in your career in terms of where you thought you were headed and where you ended up. You made a huge change in terms of geography. What have you learned in all that that you think is useful for other people? What is your best advice when it comes to building a successful career? Uh, I actually read a quote when I was applying for jobs in college, and I believe it was attributed to Richard Branson, but you never know on the internet. But it said, if you're offered an opportunity that really excites you, even if you're not sure if you know how to do it, say yes, Mm -hmm. and then figure it out as you go. So that was very much what I did. I said yes. I didn't know anything about the Midwest, but as soon as you say yes, you start doing your homework, Mm -hmm. and you start preparing and starting to figure out those ways so that you can do the job. And I think that's happened not only me moving out to the Midwest, but also with my career. I went Mm -hmm. from journalism to a more marketing and communication side, which I was familiar with, but I hadn't had uh, schooling in. So it was one of those things where I took that opportunity and took what I knew and meshed it with some things I could learn, and here I am today. So. Well, and, and sometimes it takes someone else to see that potential in you. I mean, yes. the story that I, I was an English major, mm-hmm. and I had I couldn't even tell you what marketing was when I was applying for marketing jobs. I'm uh, past <laughs> employers. I apologize. Sure. But um, there was a woman, Karen Manis, who saw potential in me, hired me for a marketing job at Parkview. And that gave me the confidence to say, okay, if somebody else thinks I can figure this out, I can figure it out too. I think that's super important for young people to hear um, because you've experienced it, I've experienced it, but when you're living it, it can be, you know, a little scary. Absolutely. And again, Keith and Tennille, they had the faith in me to, you know, to hire me on, even though they were fully aware that um, I was a journalism major and they took that chance on me and I owe them everything for it. So, you know, we've we've all learned a few things along the way. I think I brought some things to the table that they hadn't thought about before with their marketing. And then there were some parts on their end uh, because they are community development based saying, hey, let's knit this together. So yeah, they took a chance on me and it's been great ever since. Well, and I think it's, you know, one of the advantages of not being from the same background, both geographically and career-wise, is you bring a different perspective. You're going to see things that to you, um, you know, might seem obvious, but someone else, they can't see it because they're so locked in and they almost know too much. And sometimes being from the outside helps you see things in a different way that really are helpful to those who've been doing it their whole lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know Tennille is from Wabash County and Keith is from Northeast Indiana. So there's some things for them that they've taken for granted or they've grown up with. And for me, it's like, well, this is pretty cool. Like, let's talk about this. And it's like, oh, that? Well, I've known that forever. So it absolutely helps to have those different perspectives and viewpoints. Yeah. All right. So second quick question. Grow Wabash County, if you had to sum it up concisely, how would you describe the organization? Uh, Grow Wabash County is is an organization that focuses on the growth of Wabash County in all its facets, 
business growth, population growth, the growth of its people, growth of education. So again, like in our name, we want to grow a prosperous Wabash County. All right. That was very well said and very concise. Good job. You've done such a good job that I'm actually going to ask you two more questions. All right. Here comes the first curveball. Um, What do you think people back home misunderstand about your life in the Midwest, about Wabash, about Northeast Indiana. What are some of the misconceptions <laughs> that exist? And here's your chance to clear those up. Absolutely. Um, so misconceptions from uh, some of my friends back east, They first of all, they didn't know where Indiana was, and they thought it was only just corn. Yeah. Uh, some were shocked that I had cable out here. So a lot of them really thought it was just the middle of nowhere flyover state. So I can confirm that I am very well connected. We have, we have everything. Um, one question I get, though, from a lot of Midwesterners and a lot of people when I meet is, well, where's your accent? So mm-hmm. not all of us have an accent. Um, sometimes you get me really excited. You're talking about Nomagasia. We'll talk about it, but yeah, um, I have the same issue. You you get me three beers in, <laughs> exactly. Get me around people. Get with me an mad, accent, yes, and it comes out. Yeah. But otherwise, well, dialect is camouflage. Right? Absolutely. We have to, you know, blend in with the Hoosiers. And Absolutely. Otherwise, we'd get thrown out. So. That's another question I get a lot: Is it, what's a Hoosier? <laughs> Still figuring that one out, but you know, I don't think people who have lived here all their no, life know what a Hoosier yeah, is. Yeah, what is Hoosier Nick? Podcast Nick has no idea. Podcast Nick. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's the 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 bonus question. You are obviously an advocate for Wabash County. You're living it. You live there. You're involved in the Young Professionals Network. What are some of the things that people should do if they were going to spend a day, a weekend in Wabash County? What are some of the highlights? Oh, man. Um, You definitely got to go down to the riverfront, even if it's for a walk, a bike ride, or if you want to hit a canoe, you ride a canoe down the river. Um, You got to love it there. It's within walking distance of downtown. You can dock your canoe and go downtown. Um, I personally love the Eagles Theater. Um, It was recently redone, recently reopened. Um, It's been around for over a century. I actually have a really close... uh, connection with that because when I was first here and didn't know anyone, I went to a lot of movies at the Eagles. Didn't really know how to get to Huntington yet. So definitely (laughs) the Eagles Theater. And um, when I'm going for for coffee, it's absolutely Modox. And I mean, there's a lot of great places to eat. I'm I'm partial to Habanero Grill at Mexican, but uh, 20 is a great place to go for a night out. But there's there's really no wrong way to do Wabash County. And there's plenty of opportunity to kind of make your own adventure out there. All right. Well, every time, and, and again, thanks for the partnership over the last few years. It's been great working with you guys. But every time I go there, I'm in a rush. It's like, I got to do the thing, mm-hmm. and then I have to leave and get back to work. But someday I'm going to come there when I'm not in a rush and see all these great things that you've talked about. Absolutely. We, we'd love to have it. We'll show you around. We'll, we'll take cool. an afternoon and show you around sometime after an event. Done. Let's do it. Well, awesome. Chelsea, thank you so much. This was great. I really appreciate you coming this way to be with us. And I appreciate everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode. We will be back next week with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then.